Welcome to the Seeing with Stars podcast with Stephanie Johnson, where she shares more than 30 years' experience in the world of astrology. Hi, welcome to another Seeing with Stars podcast. I'm Steph Johnson, and in this podcast, I'm going to talk about the lunar eclipse. It's the start of an eclipse season on March the 25th, and this podcast, part one, is all about the lunar eclipse. More on that in a minute. The second part next week will be all about the solar eclipse. So let's get started. This lunar eclipse is on March the 25th, as I said, and it's at five degrees of Libra. So that means that the sun is at five degrees of Aries and the moon is opposite, directly opposite. Hence the full moon, the shining moon at five degrees of Libra. If you have personal planets or points at five degrees or very closely to Libra or Aries or even Cancer or Capricorn, then you are most likely to be more significantly affected than perhaps some of the other sun signs. But you can also look at your chart and see what do you have at five degrees in that chart. But we'll also talk about how it can generally affect your sun sign as well. Most things in astrology. We can start with the very simple and we can get into the very complex. So it's probably important just to note that these eclipses do come in cycles like everything in the world really and in the cosmos. So this particular eclipse is the third eclipse in a set of six which have occurred along the Aries-Libra axis as we call it. So this is from April 20th in 2023, right through to March 29, 2025. So the first one was a total solar eclipse in late Aries. So there's a theme. What we say is, therefore, there is a theme to these eclipses. So we look at the energy of Aries and we look at the energy of Libra, or what they both symbolize, what we're working with. These eclipses, and this one too, acting as a, if you like, a lever or a prompt, something that will encourage us to improve or grow within the areas ruled by Aries and Libra. And then we look to our charts to see where that is. So the full moon can be quite an emotional one. Even many years ago, I was talking to a psychiatrist friend, and you may have heard me talk about this before, and he said, He wasn't really a believer in astrology, but he said, my phones ring and ring and ring during a full moon. So even the professionals will actually acknowledge that full moons can be quite strong. I remember in the classroom, teachers saying that on a full moon, kids can seem to go a little bit crazy. The full moon, if you think about the moon cycle, and the fact that it affects water on earth and how much water we have in our bodies, then we're likely to be affected by that magnetic pull of the moon. So let's take a quick look at the Libra moon because it's a moon that's been highlighted or is the sun is shining upon and so we want to see what qualities there are in this moon that we're needing to at a full moon, really look at and let go things that are keeping us out of balance. So a Libra moon, someone with a Libra moon, is going to be diplomatic, 
uh, fair-minded, a mediator, perhaps a go-between, uh, somebody who loves harmony. You know, if you know somebody with a Libra moon or anyone with Libra in their chart, when those scales, their symbols are balanced, then they're really happy. When those scales are out of balance, it's uh, not a pretty sight, really. So the Aries sun is opposite. And like all opposites in astrology in our charts, we're going to be looking at, well, what is an Aries? An Aries is me, me going me going forward. Libra is about bringing other people along as well. And I'm only happy if everybody else is happy. Aries is happy if I'm happy. Me, top, first. In the zodiac, all traits are needed. And the opposites are there to help us find a balance. So when we have a full moon, what's going to happen is the conflict between me and you or me and others is going to be really highlighted or illuminated if we want to keep using those words that remind us of the moon lighting up. So that Libra Aries axis, think of it like a seesaw, you know, one's on one end and one's on the other and we want to get them in balance and that's what the full moon it's going to tip the balance. It's going to tip the balance for a while so that we see, well, is there one end that's actually out of balance? And what do we need to let go of in order to move forward? And I like the seesaw analogy because if you let go too quickly, what happens to the person on the other end? If you're on a seesaw and you're both going up, down, up, down, what happens if you suddenly jump off? It's not so good for the person on the other end. So we're not wanting to, and I'm going to talk about this cycle in a minute, we're not necessarily wanting to make any sudden moves, but what we're wanting to do with an eclipse, the lunar eclipse, is have that aha moment, that insight, that time where we go, oh my goodness, something's been building up in me, I'm not even sure what it was, but here it is, the eclipse is showing us. That's why the full moon or an eclipse can be about something quite emotional because it's like the water has been bubbling away, the feelings have been bubbling away inside of us and then suddenly like a geyser they come out and this is what's been triggered in a lunar eclipse and so what does this mean for us? What does this particular full moon or lunar eclipse mean for us? What is it going to show us about the conflict between me and you? So this particular eclipse occurs within a particular cycle. And it also, each eclipse occurs in relation to other planets. Nothing in isolation is one of my catchphrases. And so in this particular cycle, which is called a Saros cycle, and you can read about this too in a book by Bernadette Brady. Originally, back in the day, it was called The Eagle and the Lark. And that's what I've got. But I think now it's called Predictive Astrology. And in the back of it, she goes into eclipses and Saros cycles. And her work is also based on, I believe, Jansky's book. So if you're looking for further information about this, you might find it in either of those books. But in the meantime... Bernadette Brady says that this eclipse occurs in a cycle that accompanies sudden insights, flashes of intuition and visions and dreams. If you've been accommodating others to the detriment of yourself, then you may feel a sudden impulse for freedom, which can disrupt your private life. 
What do you do in these situations? You note. You notice the feelings that are coming up. You look at them and you go, okay. And then you communicate to others. You use that Libra moon to let others know that, I don't know why I'm feeling this intensity at the moment, but, you know, something about this full moon and this eclipse, I need my freedom. It may only be for only a few weeks. So please, can you accommodate this while I process or sort out what this means for me? Now, if you've been on the other end and you've been very much me too, me too, me too, you might find that those in your life are suddenly saying to you, hang on, what about us? You've been pushing us away for a very long time. It's time for you to accommodate us. It's all about that balance. So let's look and see where this might be occurring in your chart. Of course, you've got your birth chart, hopefully. You can get it for free on my website and many others, just the chart calculation. Now, of course, if you're in Aries, this is going to be triggering your first house and your seventh house, which means that everything that I have talked about is going to be, if you like, accentuated. Imagine a magnifying glass over it. This is very much the theme, this eclipse, and it has been since 2023. You would have noticed some of these issues coming to the, the forefront. This is going to be your theme. If we go to Taurus, this particular lunar eclipse is happening in your 12th house. So things might be happening at a more subconscious level. You may need or feel the need during this full moon to withdraw for a little while and really look at some of the deeper issues, taking a deep dive into your psyche, so to speak. Gemini, this is going to happen for you in the area of friendships and support. And this is kind of maybe a little bit of a precursor for the Gemini season, which is coming up where we see issue of groups and things come to the fore. By the way, I don't know if you can hear it, but every time I talk about Gemini, the trains that are nearby go, the, there's a helicopter over, overhead, I stop, I start, and still it keeps going. So I'm persisting with Gemini. But for Gemini, this is within the area of your friendships and groups and how much you want to be involved in groups and what is happening with your creativity. So this could also be very much between friendships and children. So your children requiring attention, but you also need some me time with your own friends. It can be about your hopes, dreams and wishes and how that's tied up with children as well. When we get to cancer, this is very much about you going ahead or your personal, professional goals and what I would call work-life balance. So how much time are you spending doing what you want to be doing in your career, in your life? Perhaps you're giving a lot of time to a club or to perhaps even a parenting or a marriage. And how much personal quiet time are you getting? How much time are you spending with your family? What sort of qualities do you want in both of those areas? Leo's, we're looking at the whole area of learning or mindset you might call it on the one hand there's your big beliefs your beliefs about what is spirituality if you have those beliefs and then there's the, what I call the neighborhood beliefs or the smaller beliefs of well I believe that scooters people on scooters should be banned because they're dangerous as opposed to the big issues of do I believe in God 
So God versus goddess to a certain extent, but big issues versus little issues and getting a balance and seeing how they complement or conflict with each other. And when we get to Virgo, we're looking at the investment. This could be literally investing your money, looking at that. So how much money is coming in and how are you investing it? But it can also be, how do I feel about myself? Do I have good self-esteem? And how do I invest my time and energy as a result of that? Am I investing my time and my energy in things that I really want to? Or am I stopping them because I don't believe in myself? Libra, we get back to the full moon eclipse and that whole axis that I was talking to you about earlier, about the me versus others. It's highlighted in your chart because it is triggering your zodiac sign. Scorpio, we're looking at an interesting one because this is about your health, but it's a full moon. So it's about how much time are you spending in those deeper issues about your health? So not just day to day. So you could be charging along day to day and doing really well. But are you also looking at your spiritual health? And are there any subconscious issues or issues from the past the need to come to light to help you be more effective in your day-to-day -day life. Like how is the subconscious in you, in your life, affecting the conscious decisions that you make every single day? So let's just look at one example. So for instance, I feel really bad about myself today. I'm feeling really, really emotional. So I'm going to eat that chocolate. I'm going to eat that ice cream. I'm going to do things that I know that aren't ultimately very good for me. Now, this isn't just a once-off. Everybody, in, in my opinion, is, you know, okay to do that once-off. But Carolyn Mice, a self-help guru, says that it's not the once-off things that upset us. It's the day-in, day-out little decisions. So Scorpio, this is about you finding that balance between how much are you letting other people affect your daily life and how much are you actually doing things for yourself that are good, healthy and move you forward. Sagittarius, here is an interesting one as well because this is about your creativity. So how much time are you spending on your personal creativity? Are you doing things that you want to do or are you busy looking after other people? So the moon is in the 11th house of friendships and groups and things like that. And the sun is in personal creativity and children. So it's about getting that balance. So for instance, I've got Sagittarius sun. So how is this affecting me? I would love to write a book. I think I mentioned this last year with the lovely Holly Carterman, who has been encouraging me and being wonderful. But where's the time? I seem to be always busy with other things. So perhaps this is something that I could look at and this is something that you can also identify with during this eclipse season as it starts with the lunar eclipse. Capricorn, it's about home versus profession. So me time, my private life, Aries down there, are you doing enough of that for yourself or are you always doing things to work harder, be the professional, responsible person at work? giving, looking after other people, helping them because they're not quite so practical as you. Or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe other people are always helping you at work 
and you need to actually take some time out and spend it with home and family. But it's about that professional life versus personal life and getting a balance there and seeing if it is in balance. With this full moon, as I've said before, and the eclipse, it's all about that seesaw and looking at both ends and making sure that you can get things into balance so that you grow and learn and really enjoy life more. Aquarius, this is about neighbourhoods and siblings and maybe some sibling politics, I don't know, but Aries is down there in the area of siblings, so it's about who am I? It's Siblings are such a wonderful thing. I mean, it's such a learning ground. That's why siblings are the same area in the astrology chart as our first early childhood schooling and our neighbours because I don't know if your parents said it, but my parents said it to me or to all of us often, stop squabbling. I think that word's a really funny one, squabbling, because that's what we do when we're little if you've got um, siblings and we do squabble and that's what we can tend to do a bit with neighbours, I think. So this is about you looking at, are you squabbling anywhere? Hopefully not or not too badly, but being a little bit more serious, it's about getting that balance. So. Are you living your life in your neighbourhood with your siblings in according to your higher values? So what are your higher values and are they coming through in your actions, in your environment? And finally, we get to Pisces and this is about your self-esteem, about your money, about what's coming in, about your self-worth and getting that in balance with how much you give away to other people. So it's not about, it, it can be about how much money you give away to other people. So are you giving away too much money or not enough? But it's really more about how do you feel about yourself, Mr. or Ms. Pisces? Do you have self-worth? And if you have self-worth, do you actually balance that out with um, worth, feeling and looking after other people? It's about that balance again. What we don't want with the Pisces is for you to be giving your worth away to other people. Now, what does that mean? That means that if somebody says something or somebody upsets you in some way, that that totally upsets the seesaw or the balance, so to speak. So it's about really finding a kind of, yeah, an equilibrium emotionally and within your self-esteem. Value yourself as much as you value others and vice versa. Well, that's it for this week's podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Steph Johnson. Thank you for listening to Seeing With Stars podcast with Stephanie Johnson. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please visit Stephanie's website at www.seeingwithstars.net. You can follow her on Twitter or Instagram at Seeing the Stars. You're also welcome to subscribe and leave a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, may the stars shine on your path.